Hey everyone, welcome to the post-hardcore and more podcast. I'm Jake, I exist between uh, Tillian's tooth gap, and I am joined by my co-hosts. That was, that was pretty good, I'll give you that. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm Casey, I play guitar and poltergeist, and can we start a poll to see who would win in a fight with a silverback and a fucking grizzly bear? Because I want to see just how many uninformed people watch this podcast uh that would be everyone go ahead cody <laughs> you tell me everyone will vote a silverback i'm telling you everyone here is uninformed both go ahead cody <laughs> my name is cody and if you're watching this obviously you know my as uh, swaldies and if you go today to mcdonald's and ask them for a free big mac and tell them that you watch the post hardcore and more podcasts They'll say, what the fuck is that, and not give you a free Big Mac, so don't do that. Okay, well, that's good. <laughs> that's good to know. I was about to do fucking hop off the podcast. <laughs> Most people don't know that. If they do do that, uh, fucking take a video, post it on TikTok. Yeah, they, they owe us then. TikTok. TikTok. Patty White, give a dog a bone. Uh, today we're going to be talking about two very cool albums, LP2 by Secret Band and Pulses by, Jesus Christ, See, Speak It Into Existence by Pulses. Um, we recorded this once and it did not work out, so we're trying a new method and if that doesn't work out, it's the gallows for me, I guess. <clears throat> um, so we're going to talk about LP2 first and we're just going to... Uh, talk about our overall feelings on the album and uh, stuff we like, stuff we didn't like, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so uh, I'll start the conversation, I guess. LP2 is pretty fucking sick, in my opinion. It's got John Mess, Matt Mingus, Will Swan, all the lads from DGD that you love. But it's also got Martin Bianchini and Jordan McCoy uh, on guitar and bass, respectively. And uh, it's a lot heavier than DGD, quite honestly. Um, and it's uh, it was my album of the year last year, so that's uh, how much it's impacted me, I guess, I to give you an example. Um, Casey and Cody, thoughts, overall thoughts, view, brain, work? Okay, so, like, overall, I feel like this is an album that whenever you discuss it, you have to make sure it's in all caps. I don't know, it just feels like a very loud album, but to me, this album kind of loses my interest at parts because everything is just so mid-paced, and, like, it feels like it's all around the same BPM most of the times. And to me, a lot of the times, the instrumentals are not... They're interesting, yeah, but it's not interesting mm -hmm. enough to carry it all the way through, despite me enjoying, like... A lot of what it does and uh john mess's voice that's the guy's name but there are a lot of things that this album does well most of this most of the uh, track listing is you know killer but there are a few songs that i feel like are just kind of filler overall i enjoyed it though yeah, I, I agree with that. There's definitely I'm a, I'm a re-listen because I, I re-listened to it uh, yesterday, two days ago, and um, it did feel like there was a 
few filler songs on the track. Out of like the ten, maybe like three, four of them at most felt a little filler. I could see that. I think it's the the same tempo and the same you know beats per minute that we get through through a lot of the songs. They they sort of almost start to feel like they're. I don't want to say they're the same because they're definitely not, but it's it, it could have. It feels with... blended together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just say, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, I also listened to a little bit more of the uh, older Secret Band, if you want to call it that. Yeah. And I really forgot how much I enjoyed Bibley, <laughs> and it made me want more mess rapping on this album, <laughs> just a little bit, just just a tiny bit. It didn't need to be like a whole song, but I, yeah. I forgot how much I liked that song. I mean, and um, I feel like they went in a way heavier direction with this album. They did. Yeah, so, they definitely did. About half the songs on the first album were written by, uh, partially written by Martin Bianchini. So those are the heaviest songs that sound more like LP2. And then the rest are mostly driven by Will. So oh. that's why they're lighter and more DGD-esque. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Good enough. Um, the bassist is fantastic. He does a really good job. I'm glad I can hear him on this album. Like the mixing and production on this album's done really well. I, I feel like nobody ever really loses out on on the spotlight, or you know, it doesn't feel incohesive at times. Especially like with some of the chaotic songs, like Upgrades and uh, Moon and um, Meatbag. You know, yeah. so like the sometimes these these heavier songs or even like Rabbit Hole, Black Dolphin. Um, so much is going on that you can lose sense of you know what everybody's doing. But the the production on this is great. I can hear everybody clearly at all times. So it, it does have fantastic production value to it. I feel like. Yeah, and they did a really good job for being like. All the recordings were split up three ways, I think. So. Are they uh, on rise. Uh, they are on rise now. They were on Blue Swan Records. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder why they switched. Uh, you can find out why on my interview with Martin Bianchini that comes out next week. Whoa. Oh, sick. Whoa, cool. Whoa, I interviewed nice. Martin Bianchini. Whoa. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm excited. That's cool, man. Um. So, yeah, that we all like the album. Casey's a little... Mm, I mean, you like it, right? You just find it a little... Yeah, I enjoyed it. I just find it a little bit repetitive at times. Yeah, I, I guess that's fair. You're not a John Mess super fan like uh, me and Cody, so... Yeah. I feel like we hang on every word <laughs> the album. Yeah, I, I, I joke about this, but I could talk about John Mess for like the next hour and a half, but I, yeah. I won't do that. So. Like, his vocals are good, don't get me wrong, but like... I don't know. I just feel like sometimes the instrumentals just aren't strong enough to carry it for me. Like, where the instrumentals really shine, they, like, really shine. You know? Yeah. Like, they sound phenomenal. But on the tracks that feel more, you know, like, d padded out for length, like, the tracks that are just made for length, it's like, man, you guys really just didn't even have to do that. It's... Like, if it just feels like a vessel for John Be from John Mess at times, and, like, that's fine, but I I'm not, I mean, like... I would not yeah. pare down this album at all, personally. I like every track, and I wouldn't, like... 
I mean, yeah, you say they're mid-paced or whatever. They all feel fast enough to me. Like, I don't, uh, I don't understand tempo, I guess. So, to me, I like all of them. I think they're all fast enough. And um... It has nothing to do with being fast enough. It has more to do with just, like, everything feels around the same tempo. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Like, it's it's definitely not that it's not fast. It's just that it never changes its pace, I guess. Well, like there, there are a few songs that go a little bit slower or a little bit faster, but for the most part, they all stick around like the same tempo. It feels like, and I'm not sure if that's just because I'm like listening to the drums wrong, or if it's because that's the reason. But to me, I don't know. I feel like just having variations in tempo would make it a lot more interesting for me. That's, Thank you, Bina. Uh, that's my sweet spot tempo. I think. <laughs> no complaints about the tempo. <laughs> I just had an interesting thought. I wonder if I would enjoy this album as much if John Mess wasn't the vocals on it. Like, uh, I can't, probably I can't not. Imagine anybody else. That's a good query. Probably, yeah, I was like, I, would I enjoy this instrument? Like, if it, they released an instrumental version of it, I don't think I would. <laughs> Maybe no. like two songs, and that's it. Um. Yeah, I mean, I like a few riffs on here and stuff, but. It's really not the drawer appeal. I, right. They're good. They're, like, you can tell they're great at playing their instruments, but, yeah. Like, but we've been saying, it's, really, it's a it's a vessel for John. Yeah. Also, I was, like, looking back on, like, DGD's instrumentals. I actually, like, really enjoy listening to those, and it, it changes how the song feels. But with this album, I don't, with it just being John Mess, you know, being the vocalist, I don't know if I would feel the same way. I'd probably go the opposite direction, actually. Yeah. I think about it, but I mean, now that I've heard his voice on it and know the lyrics, I could just imagine him yeah. screaming on them. So you know, yeah. they're forever perfect in my opinion. Uh, so we chose, we picked out some favorite songs of ours. Um, how are we gonna do this, lads? Uh, you have the list. We- I do have the list. Do you guys remember what you picked? Absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. I everything. Um, well, Cody, you chose Upgrades as one of your favorites, so let's talk about that first. Okay, yeah, that's the uh, the first track on the album, so. Um, yeah, man, I, I love this song. It's second favorite, easy. That intro build-up with and the mess screaming is so intense that it, it really sets the mood for the album like lets you know what you're getting into yeah um, it's just that that build-up is so like i was listening to it again earlier today and i was like i can feel my heart rate rising i'm they're gonna send me a message be like what are you doing are you exercising i'm like no I'm just <laughs> the music. but yeah that that just that build-up really opens you know it opens up what you're about to get with this album and uh i like that main guitar riff that you know after we have that build-up it's the we get that you know throughout the majority of the song and it's it's a simple riff but it it hits pretty hard yeah so the riffs throughout are really good and that dropout that's about a minute in with mess just screaming the bass is is playing behind them Uh, i really like it when when music or artists do that they kind of just everybody drops out except for you know maybe the vocalist and drums or vocalist and bass bass and drums yeah. Um, that kind of stuff always interests me. 
Yeah, upgrades mm-hmm. is definitely a let's fucking go moment. It's though. a high energy zone. <laughs> like very high energy zone. Waiting five years for this uh, this LP to come out. Um, this is exactly how I was wanting it to start. <laughs> so yeah, it's like here you go. You've been waiting. This this is it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Casey. But, um, yeah, go ahead. I feel kind of like the same. I feel like this song really just tells you what you're gonna get into with this album. Like, yeah, it, you've got like you know the instruments doing their thing, and like it, they're kind of like metalcore instrumentals, which is fine, but they're very well done, you know. And like, there's some parts of the song where I'm just like, oh fuck, that works really well. Like that bass break with John Mess just doing vocals, or like the syncopated snare hits at like uh, at like 150 in the song with the riff. That's sick. And yeah, this this pretty much just tells you what you're gonna get into with John. You know, doing his fucking thing. Overall, I like the track. Yeah, nice. I thought about this earlier. It almost feels like. And it would actually be like a, a change up in structure, but it almost feels like the song should have ended after his last crazy screeching bit, like mm-hmm. right where he says "bleh" for the yeah. final time. <laughs> I, I almost feel like the song should have ended there for me. Really? Yeah. I like that I, it didn't. I, I do like the end where he's like, "Do the twist." Yeah. Um, I do enjoy that part, but I feel like that last little bit kind of takes away. In the song in its entirety, yeah. in, in a sense, I, I would I would have preferred to have, like it started with these chaotic screams and then ended with these chaotic screams and then get us right into the next song. <laughs> yeah, um, you know what's funny, Casey is Callous Dowboys on Pure Schlock. I think has that do the twist section at the end. Yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Where's everyone doing the twist? <laughs> the twist. The twist is the new move in Metal Four. I see. <laughs> is there yeah. really? No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like that would make sense. I mean, spin kicks are kind of twisted, so like I guess. Yeah. I'm just happy that bleh is a universal thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like bleh. waving. <clears throat> um, yeah, in any genre that's harder than rock, bleh is just how you say hello. Yeah. It's yeah, I yeah. Uh, almost create a full playlist of songs where they go black. <laughs> um. So, I'll go to one of my favorite songs. We're kind of going track order, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I picked "Lightning" as one of my favorite songs. It is. It was one of the singles uh, that they put out before the album, and it definitely hyped me the fuck up for the album because, like I said, we've been waiting almost five years for it so uh to hear something new from secret band and it be this incredibly erratic song uh with that extremely powerful ending of the i made lightning for you uh was really cool to hear i also like that he says my pp and poo 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 in the middle of that very powerful <laughs> section uh it's very on brand uh, and somehow fits thematically. I I understand what he's saying. I on a deeper level, I understand. <clears throat> on an emotional level, I am one with John Mess. Is all I'm saying. So, <laughs> so yeah, I really enjoyed uh, this track. Um, yeah, 
thoughts? You guys are like supposed to chime in. That like that. I don't know. This is like mellow picking. Like where you talk about like I you know made lightning for you. Yeah. And it's like struck twice. Didn't even say tight. Like that 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 little riff there during that part is I, I like it a lot. It sounds pretty cool. Um, I actually don't have my notes on lightning like I like I thought I did. So how dare you? Sorry. No. I think I remember it being one of the songs I didn't really like as much. It might have been one of those ones that I had issues with the tempo and the pacing, if I remember correctly. For for me, like this song is good and all, but like I don't know. I think like. I do have kind of, like, this is kind of where I run into the whole tempo issue, because it's like, upgrades, bloomer, lightning, it's like, oh, these are all around the same, you know, like, tempo. Like, yeah, lightning kind of picks it up more, and then does, like, that kind of ambient switch where it goes almost in, like, cut time, which I think is cool. And, like, let's be real, that ambient part is really the coolest part of the song, in my opinion. Going into yeah. that, into, like, the kind of open part with dueling leads that have, like, John's vocals over it, I think that sounds cool as fuck. And, like, the, honestly, the entire outro of the song's phenomenal. <clears throat> but, overall, this song did lose my interest in the first half. But the second half, really fucking good. Uh, Th- those are my thoughts on it. Yeah, I like that. The yeah. bridge, uh, I guess. Yeah, I like that, you know, they, they make the transitions move between the ambient and then pick back up. I do enjoy that. It's hard for bands to pull that off well sometimes. I feel like sometimes it feels forced. Yeah, overall, this band does the whole ambient to, like, distorted stuff. I keep saying ambient. Like, the calmer bits to, like, more distorted bits very well, I think. That's the one thing I can really give praise to for this album. Like, pretty much every time they do it, I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Casey, you and I both had Black Dolphin for one of our favorites, so you can talk about Black Dolphin. This track, I don't know, this track really caught my attention the first time I heard it, just because that, like, that lead line just really caught my attention for some reason. And John's playing with his voice in such a cool way around, like, the lead line and the riff in general. Like, I don't know, it's like he's weaving around it almost, and I think it has a really cool, like, effect. It sounds cool as fuck. The breakdown with, like, you know, that little whammy thing that he, that fucking whoever the fuck's on the white, my left ear hole is doing, that sounds cool as fuck. I love it. I, I kind of wish it was longer, which I almost never say about breakdowns. <laughs> and the bridge bit, the where, where it goes into, like, the panic chords. I'm going to try and find it. I give up on trying to find it. It's it too early toasted, for roasted, ghosted. Yeah, somewhere around there. Like, that whole bridge part, it with the panic chords, almost sound like a Dillinger escape plan type thing, which I'm a huge Dillinger fan, and I love it. <laughs> and, like, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, one of my favorite parts of the song is those glitchy little guitar, like, pew, 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 pew. I, <laughs> that's how it sounds exactly, actually. Yeah. I did it perfectly. Um, <laughs> I did... Uh, I'll say I think this is one of the more lazy ones for John, lyrically. You wouldn't know it based off the other lyrics, but I think it has less funny lines and stuff like that. Um, but it also has, like, some really good lines when it does have funny lines. So, 
I mean, if you steal a gorilla, you know the zoo is whack. You can't, you can't make this shit up. It's a incredible writing, in fact. Um, I like the little baby bunny, little baby crow, oh, 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 oh at the end. <laughs> <laughs> that gets me hyped. <laughs> and, uh, I, yeah, I like the black dolphin with flawless embossed fingers section, where, how he makes his voice sound. Uh, it just, the song is hype as fuck. Like, it's super fun. Um, Cody? Thoughts? Yeah, I don't normally like breakdowns. It kind of just depends on what the breakdown sounds like for me. Sometimes I feel like they're a little just unimaginative and thrown in there because they sound brutal, I guess. Brutal. So, yeah, exactly. So and so sometimes like if a breakdown just just, just sounds like it's there just to be there, it, it kind of turns me off from a song. But I really like the breakdown in this one where like you were talking about the glitchy guitar effects. I wish I knew the technical term for that because Bale Maya does that shit too, and I really like it. Um, but I really like the breakdown in this song. I, I, it's one of the highlights for me. And um, yeah, the part where he's going uh, "Little Baby Bunny" is really good too. It's like that <laughs> whole section. It's yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is about it. Just I guess it's just the lyrics that do it for me there. Or I just don't expect someone to scream "Little Baby Bunny." Little baby <laughs> you know, it's yeah. not something I expect. Uh, screaming, growling vocalist to ever sing about. So, <laughs> uh, well, I hate to do this to you, Casey, but you also chose "Do It Again," which would be the next one chronologically. So, yeah, I love this song. It's my favorite song. It reminds me of like Tech Death in a way. Like I don't know that main riff where it's like almost neoclassical in a sense really fucking gets me and i love the whole chorus i I don't know the song is a huge highlight for me despite being like close to the same tempo as like all the other songs which is still my biggest complaint i feel like this this entire song right here is like super cathartic i love the way like the lead sound because once again it reminds me of like some of the tech death shit i listen to a lot I, i just love the way it sounds it's fucking sick yeah uh and like, I can, I'm honestly just going to keep going on about, like, the lead lines. I think the lead <laughs> lines and the riffs on this song are really fucking good. They're the highlight, easily, of the song. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, that whole, like, bass break, I think, is, it's well done. Like, the whole break and kind of, like, the middle, it's okay, but it's not as good as other songs. I'll give it that. Uh, that that's really it. Um, I, well... <laughs> Speaking about it lyrically, um, it's it's interesting. It's very personal for John Mess. Um, uh, when you look at all the other songs, none of them really even come close to how personal he gets on it. Uh, I'd compare the song to "People You Know" from Death Star, uh, with how like brutally honest he's being. He's talking about not really enjoying fan interactions and them turning into interviews and he just wants to find a place in the cloud to hide he's not sure he can like deal with this type of lifestyle it's really interesting stuff from him and it kind of turned me off from this song at first this was the one song where i kind of did not like uh when i listened to lp2 because i honestly felt a little sad or something like that like uh 
like I shall avoid John Mess with all fiber of my being because I don't want to upset him and uh, be have a song made about me, Taylor Swift style. Um, <laughs> but I I think that's silly. I'm sure he doesn't mind talking to fans. I think it's probably just you get in a mindset sometimes. So I think it's a really interesting song from that point of view, and it is heavy as fuck. Like. This album, to me, I feel like it's heavy. Uh, this song especially goes in hard in the paint. Uh, the break my spine, I did uh, all the time, or whatever. That section is, like, pretty fucking cool. It sounds like a breakdown as a chorus. So, I like that. <clears throat> I always thought the quote was sad, that, you know, don't ever meet your heroes. Yeah. Because usually you'll be disappointed. Yeah. Um, which is, I mean, it's kind of interesting because I have a sort of a similar story. This didn't happen to me, but it was also 10 years ago, I believe. But um, when Emerosa was playing here in town, uh, Johnny was still with them. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was with a girl that I was, I had a big, pretty big crush on her at the time. That's why I was even there because I, <laughs> I did not like hardcore music back when I was seventeen. Bruh. I was like, "It's gotta be death metal or thrash metal." That's okay. it. He gets uh, me. <laughs> he I really scared. gets me. I was so obnoxious. As a uh, dude, no, I was the exact same at like seventeen. It's <laughs> yeah. uh, honestly kind of scary. It is. It's like whiny vocals. Ew. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, let me hear that shit, please. <laughs> yeah. Even though I still honestly prefer that, I'm not even gonna lie. I mean, I'm, we I'm, know Casey. I, I like we know, both, but I, I'm with you on that. Um, but I, the girls with met Johnny Craig, and she was so excited to meet him, and she came back within like ten minutes and was like, "He's the biggest fucking asshole I've ever met in my life." I was like, "Oh no, I'm sorry." But this is like way before like any of this stuff that's happened in the past like six, seven years, I guess. But yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's you remind when when you were just talking about that, you remind me of that story, and I was like, yeah, it's you know, I'll never meet your heroes, I guess. <laughs> but uh, anyway, back to the song. I I love that intro. That that technical riff is is great. And um, I, we already kind of talked on it, but it's it's just it reminds me of a lot of music that I I like to listen to as well. Just hearing that kind of stuff makes me happy. Um, I like the lead guitar riff around i think it's like a minute minute and a half in uh i don't i don't think it's like a verse or a bridge of, so, of sorts but the guitar work in the song is kind of what stands out for me the most and i like the little bit of the the circus music are yeah. we calling it the circus music that's what i, like, I say I, it is <laughs> i like that bit during during the songs especially the outro it sounds uh very emotionally raw especially towards the end yeah when it's just that and he's just screaming again i I'll say, I think this is kind of the problem you had with the uh, upgrades. I think the song's maybe a little too long. Like that very last verse, how do you get around the whole deal or whatever? Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't really like that part. <laughs> I don't know. Something about his voice and the way it sounds, It uh, I think it just sounds weird. I don't really like it. Uh, it's a little bit of a deeper scream at a certain part i feel like that it, yeah. it doesn't sound like the same pitch that we're used to yeah i don't know that might be it. <clears throat> also you just reminded me that i 
I've had this thing where I do not want to meet DGD because I'm afraid of, like, you know, never meet your heroes type thing. Yeah. And the song came out and, like, my suspicions were confirmed. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that way about so many bands, man. Like, I I never want to meet Between the Berry to me. I never want to meet Tool. I will happily listen to their music, but I don't. Like, I feel like I'm just bugging the guys. And, And Periphery, I actually, like, almost accidentally pushed Misha over when <laughs> E2 came out because he was doing a uh, they were doing a uh, show in Louisville and he was like trying to get through the crowd because I think either they were next or they were coming up and like this guy was like running through the crowd and I was like what the fuck and then like I stepped in front of him I didn't mean to and like bumped into him and like he almost fell back and I looked and I was like holy fuck that's Misha oh Bro, no he crowd killed <laughs> oh, no. Misha I felt so bad. <laughs> He's like four feet tall, so... He is not tall, yeah. You, <laughs> I mean, that's one hell of a story. You can say you're the guy who crowd-killed Misha. Yeah, that's, yeah, great. A, my most favorite guitarist can't play anymore because I accidentally stepped on him. Fuck. <laughs> my girlfriend my almost foot. ran him over. Oh, I remember you telling me about that. I think, <laughs> I think I'm dr- dramatizing a little bit. <laughs> I, I don't remember that well, but I think he just happened to cross the street in front of yeah. her while she was waiting at a red light. He just pops up out of nowhere, and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> uh, Cody, you had Meatbag as one of your favorite songs. That is right, Meatbag. Um, funny enough, it is one of my favorite songs, but it's one of the tracks that stands out the least to me, instrumentally-wise. Um, sorry if you all hear that beeping. That's the stupid. It's the heart monitor thing. I'm gonna go move it here in a second. Yeah, Cody's um, uh, got several health problems going on, so he has a heart yeah. monitor. Yeah, sorry if it's if it's annoying or loud. I'll, I'll move it after I get done talking. Um, yeah, it's one of the songs that doesn't really stand out to me, but it's one of those that I feel like it's just for fun, and it's even though it has like a very dark lyric tone to it, yeah. that's not fun. Which is, again, kind of one of the things I like about Mess is that he can take something that, you know, sounds instrumentally-wise, like, bright and happy and fun and then cast, like, just these lyrics that are dark and grim over them and just weird shit. Um, it's a nice contrast. Pumped but, up kicks. Uh, yes, exactly. There you go. Uh, the bass is great through this song. I, I find myself drifting more towards the bass guitar than anything when I listen through it. Um the drumming as well it's kind of like the guitars are just feel like they're there for me because they're not really doing a whole lot during this track but the drums and bass sound fantastic um the word mayonnaise is forever <laughs> embedded in my brain and john mess speak that i can't help it that line speaks to me when i went to so claudia lived in a dorm and there's like a mess hall right or whatever a cafeteria I get it. A mess hall. Oh my fucking god. No, that's not what I meant. No. (laughs) You fucking comedian. (laughs) Shut up. Uh, But there was a subway there, and the guy put too much mayonnaise. That's the story. I don't know why I even told it. Um. (laughs) I do think of subway when I hear this song, actually. Yeah, because those fuckers need to calm it down with the fucking mayonnaise. it's subliminal uh, marketing. Subway subliminal oh, marketing. He got us. Casey, talking about 
meat bag. Yeah, I mean, the song's alright. Like, the drums were hyping me up into something it didn't go into, and then I got kind of let down. Like, yeah, it, it kind of picks up again because I like it when slow riff go fast, but <laughs> at, at the same time, it's like, man, those drums were getting me hyped for something that just didn't fucking happen. And that kind of soured me on the entire song, despite I, I think this is the best, like, John sounds outside of, like, Moon vocally. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Those drums still just really let me down because they were so. F they were doing like that little fucking tom roll at the beginning. I think those were toms. I don't know. I'm not a drummer. They were doing that little roll at the beginning. I was like, ooh, this is going to go into some hypey shit. And then it did. <laughs> and I was really let down by it. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't have much to say. Oh, yeah. Balls. We need to mention that. The balls. Look at those balls, balls. That forms balls in a dick in the lyrics. Clearly genius. Poetry. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, what's actually poetic... Sorry. <laughs> what's actually poetic is those first couple verses at the beginning of the song. They always hype me up. Uh, though it does kind of lose steam um, with the why battle fate when your chains are stained in blood or whatever the fuck he's saying it's really fucking badass and cool poetically so he you know he says funny lyric but also he can be a little artful sometimes and i appreciate that <clears throat> yeah it's, it kind of goes with like that nice contrast where it sounds just like a you can't really like on the first listen through you're not really sure what he's talking about then you hear him talking about balls and you're like yeah it's just a fun little song but then you look at the lyrics and look more in depth and it's like oh my god this song's about like torturing animals or some shit yeah not that he torches yeah, tortures yeah, yeah. So him, that he like does. the meat industry or something yeah i'm pretty sure it's about the meat industry after reading it like i'm almost 100 percent positive it is which i you know i'm I'm not a vegetarian or a vegan because I'm a bitch and weak, but like <laughs> I I still really am against the practices of the meat industry. It just I don't know. Thank you for taking this stand. This you're, podcast you're needed to have a representative. You're welcome. We had David for a while who was a vegan who didn't really eat vegetables, but like now that he's gone I have to take the torch. <laughs> David is not a vegan by choice. <laughs> he could have been a vegetarian, but he just went full vegan, so he uh, kind of I get, Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> uh, or at least I think so. I could be wrong. David could just go, like, Casey, you're a fucking idiot, and I'll, I'll probably say yeah. Well, this is a litmus test to see if he listens to the podcast. If he doesn't, he's dead to us. Um, Casey, it's uh, your turn with Get You Some. Hey, I love this song. The fucking uh, once again, it like it catches my attention, which is a thing that like I don't know. A lot of songs on this album kind of don't catch my attention all the like at the intro, and like that's fine. You know, not every song needs a wild ass intro, but I feel like for this album, it helps just because a lot of the songs have like. I, this is a complaint that's going to keep coming up until we're done with this. It, it has, like, that fucking uh, mid-paced tempo. And it's like, with this song, it comes in kind of faster. The guitars are more interesting. This is by far, like, 
one wait no this isn't moon i was gonna say the drummer's the best on this track but that's moon my bad i i, I misread my notes for a sec <laughs> <Okay. laughs> but yeah no i i love the instruments i love like that i love it whenever the fast riff goes into like that slower more choppy riff and i and like whenever it goes to the ambient part about uh 158 no what the fuck where is it at like about two 218 i guess somewhere around there i love the little ambient like calm part because like it it's hypnotic to me almost it's really well done and i love that it leads into like the ending riff again or the starting riff i I think this is the best song when it comes to like ambient to uh, distorted or like you know that whole calm bit that this band does. Yeah. Because it, to me, like this has the most interesting lead line. It has like the most hip. It feels hypnotic, you know. And yeah. that's something I feel like a lot of bands attempt but just cannot do well. But this is well done, and I appreciate it a lot. I also love all the fake outs at the end. <laughs> I feel like they're just as likely to do like an ambient style bridge as they are a breakdown on this album. There's yep. a couple parts where it gets a little soft. Um, <laughs> hey, Cody. <laughs> Cody. Yeah. Yes. yes. We weasel in my pee hole. That whole section is probably my favorite part of that song because it just. It may it's, be my favorite on the fucking album. I just love that sing screamy. Uh, the the fry singing mixed with just the lyrics that are like motherfucker, hey ya, hey ya. Yeah, I love the hey ya part. Yeah, like <laughs> here we get into the old being rude by finger evil, which is almost kind of relevant in today's age, actually, with like you know all the shit going on. But yeah, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that whole section is, is great. I love that part so much. I feel like he may be talking about his Lyme disease, kind of. Uh, maybe not with the really? chorus, with the get you some, but he says he's wired, but he can't even get up. Like, maybe his physical body is kind of holding him back uh, when he's mentally there. Because uh, I don't know what Lyme disease does to you, but from what I've read, it makes you sleep like a ton so <clears throat> um i i think some parts of the song are a little awkward the hide my head inside of any book the intro to me is very awkward i don't i don't like how it starts um i i mean the instrumental's fine i just don't like how the lyrics start it feels mm, awkward it feels like it belongs in the middle, like, where it, where yeah. it is. They shouldn't have opened with that, it, if I can say so. Yeah. I, maybe there should have been, like, a different way to open the song. Yeah, I agree. Um, that is, though, I have no idea. But I really like the time ticking, I axe the day part. That's pretty hype. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't really care for the ambient section. I think it sounds cool. But I just, I'm not, like, a person that likes ambient like just get on with it it's <laughs> my type of my type of view um i i mean oh, I, I can't say i'm not saying i'll never like an ambient section but it's right. very rarely 
I, I like clean, you know, and soft guitar parts. It just, it kind of depends on where, you know, how did we get to this soft, air, this is clean part, and where are we going after this is, is kind of what's is the most important when, when you know, structuring a song. And I, like, like Casey has said, I feel like they did it really well on this album. They play pull it off on every song. They they do it on very well. Yeah. Uh, if it, if they if it felt forced or if it felt like it was just there just to be there, I wouldn't enjoy. I actually probably wouldn't enjoy the album as much as I do. Come to think of it. Yep, I feel the same way, which is why I have to give this album accolades for that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, let's get on to the, our last. Me and Cody picked Moon as our favorite uh, song on the album. All I have to say about this song is because you guys are gonna go on about it. Yeah. It's like the drummer is fucking phenomenal on this song. Like this is easily the best he sounds in my opinion. Matt Mingus pretty much wrote the song, so that's probably yeah. why. Well, it was a very good song. He should do it more <laughs> often. Yeah. This... How many points do you have on Moon, Jake? Um, I'm not gonna go through my whole game theory about it, but it's okay. it's the closer of the album. Yeah, I, was like, I have 11 bullet points I won't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let me just run through mine first because it's like spark yeah, notes. <laughs> you got an essay. We're going to have more views anyway. So. Um, so I, it's the closer. It's very powerful. It's a great closer. Um, it's, it's like about his like uh, imposter syndrome is how I interpret the lyrics. And it's really fucking cool. There's a passage from H.P. Lovecraft book called Polaris at the end. And then he just says, moan, moan, moan. And it just goes into this crazy fucking breakdown where it just sounds like a teapot kettle, you know, that whistling noise. And John Mess is just in the background laughing like it's eldritch as fuck and it's awesome. Um, yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> One of the most badass songs Secret Band's ever done. Yeah. I'd put this up there right up there with, like, like Stuck and Glued. And Projectile Comet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, go ahead, Casey. Or Cody, I'm sorry. Uh, it's, yeah, easily my, my favorite song. Um, the bass, again, sounds fantastic. The drum, that lead, the drum part that leads into the verse is is awesome where it's, it's the part where all the instruments instruments drop out um it's, it's pretty much his footwork there you know the double bass drum sounds fantastic um i love the part around 140 where it's just john carrying the entire melody of the song through his vocals yeah like even though everyone has kind of dropped out and we have a little bit of like guitar work here and there he still carries the the song just through his voice which i feel like is when you combine that with Fry screaming and singing, that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah. That you know, I still know what song and which direction we're going to, going with just his voice. Um. Yeah, like like you were talking about, like the, the breakdown at the end. It's you know when when mess goes distorted and we have the screeching guitars in the back. It sounds like we're watching a bomb about to explode. <laughs> yeah. And then you know they give us that fake out, which is pretty nice and we get the outro again where we have that same screeching kettle noise and just mess laughing it's it's such a tense dark song yeah and the most from this album like this song sounds completely different from all the other songs yeah and for me 
No, yeah, it's it's lyric matter is complete. Like it starts with the funny, and then there's like a clear cutoff yeah. where it becomes more personal and metaphorical. Right. Um, which they're the only other song like that is "Do It Again," and that's way more personal than metaphorical. So yeah. it's, I I would love to see more songs like this on an LP three, like it's it's conceptual almost which is very interesting coming from mess um yeah it's kind of interesting like i i agree with you like to the degree that i kind of want more of this but at the same time it's i don't if we had more songs like this on this album i don't think i would enjoy this song as much so it almost kind of like you know we have a gem of a track here should we make more of that or should we, should we you know would they make more of that and would i enjoy it as much or is it you know unique and feels or it's the, my my favorite because it is the most unique. I I guess you're right. Yeah, if they like made a bunch of songs like Man of the Year, maybe yeah. it would sour my perception of it. It's it's kind of I don't know how I feel about it because I'm like like you said on one hand I want more of it, but on the other hand if you get more of it the less unique it's gonna be. Yeah, it's kind of like a double edged sword. Right. Hey. Um, yeah, that's our review on LP two. Uh, me and Cody love it. Casey's middling, I guess. Um, I, I like it. You like it, yeah. Yeah, I like it. I don't. I don't think it's amazing, but I, it's good. You know. Yeah, that's fair. What would we rate it out of ten? Out of ten, uh, we don't probably... do that here, Cody. Yeah, <laughs> I shaved my head just to rate things out of ten. Please don't let this be in vain. <laughs> uh, no, for real though, I think it's. Like, I'd say it's like a six out of ten overall for me like i would listen to it again but it wasn't amazing maybe a seven i'd say nine yeah. out of ten i'm feeling a strong seven to a light eight okay uh, <laughs> that, you know, yeah that's I, that's the real reason i shaved my head so i could have like the privilege to say that <laughs> I, would, I would give it an eight out of ten for me <laughs> all right six or seven for me like i like it we're going to do a quick ad break and then come back with Speak to Existence. Wait, we have ads? Uh. Hey there. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but I just want to let you know that we do have a Kofi where you can donate. We have a new set of things where if you donate $3, we'll review a single of your choosing, a single song. And then if you do $7, we will review an album. Uh... We'll do the single as soon as we can, but the album will probably be put on a list, so just keep that in mind. Uh, this is experimental, so yeah, if you do choose to support us, I really appreciate it. We all appreciate it at the podcast. Um, yeah, back to the show. Alright, welcome back. Thanks for listening to that brief ad where I talked into your ear holes. Uh, now we're going to talk about Speak It Into Existence by Pulses from Virginia. I'm from Virginia, so you know we have that in common. Uh, You're in Kentucky right now. <clears throat> shut the fuck up. I said from Virginia. From. Past tense. Son. It's from really a past tense word. Yes. <laughs> I think. Oh. I oh. don't know. <laughs> um, should paid, I should have paid attention in school. Though. I am curious about this now. Oh my god. So, speaking to existence is very energetic. It is post-hardcore, but it does not sound like any other post-hardcore 
I've really heard that much before. Um, if I had to compare it to DGD, I'm sure they wouldn't like that. <laughs> but please, Pulse of Severe Listening, I'm sorry. If I had to compare it to DGD, because they're like the standard for post-hardcore, I'd say it's like, don't tell Dave, but every song and better. <clears throat> I agree with that. They're fun and energetic, and that's what Don't Tell Dave is. It's a fun and energetic song. Yeah. And these guys do it super well, honestly. Yeah. Like, this is a really good outing. Like, is this their second album? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is really fucking good. I think it's mixed very well, too, because I can hear the bass. Yeah. And I love that. Like, I love bass. Bass is good. Extremely I rare. I. Feel like I can never hear the bass. I I, I can is... hear it, and my headphones are kind of garbo. Mm. I I've heard the bass more on this record than I have any post hardcore record beforehand. So really, yeah, it's just me. I like I said, I've never heard the dance Gavin dance bass. <laughs> I don't know what Tim Furyk does. Um. <laughs> I see that that's it's so funny because it's the opposite for me because I feel like I can only hear the bass on. Two of twelve songs. Really? Funny enough. Yeah. Um. But good to me. Yeah, this album is super, super energetic. It's fun. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It's not emo by any any sort of standard. Um, I there's nothing like it really, <laughs> coming from any other band like. It's, it sounds like they're just a bunch of guys having fun. Yeah. Like it, you know, I'm not saying that other bands don't have fun, but it's like they translate it into their music, and it's just that's what gives them kind of a, I guess, and, more of a vibe. Yeah, and they translate it super well is the thing. Like, other bands try to do kind of like, man, we're trying to have a fun time party anthem and shit, and then it just ends <laughs> up sounding like Discount Don Broco. Like Forrest. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds forced, and it's like, man, if that's not your wheelhouse, it's not your wheelhouse. No biggie. You probably make other songs that are just as good, or not just as good, like other different songs, like different vibe songs that are way better than your party song, and there's nothing wrong with that. But these guys, fucking, they are ace at this like kind of fun time, feel good, happy type songs. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. Because they always feel like it's just like effortless. Like yeah, not even having to try to do it. They're just doing it. Yeah, I really think the songwriting on this album is like phenomenal. Like I, I'm just gonna tell you guys right now. I like this more than Secret Band. I really like this album. That's fair. It's very good. Yeah. I there there is. There are three songs that I'm middling on, and I feel like we're all the same on it. Yeah. The the last three I feel like are like it's a different type of energy from like the first nine songs, and I I don't know I I'm not that big on it. I like Graduation Day honestly. I like the kind of I like that it doesn't try to like go from like the kind of you know calmer bits to the more harsh bits. Graduation Day just start just stays like you know mellow throughout, and I think it does it you know decently well. Yeah, but it's the energy level is just different, and I think every other, like, the so nine songs before Plastimagor or whatever the fuck, <laughs> are just way better. Uh, yeah, it does kind of falter towards the end. Um, I would have liked it 
better if they kept that energy. I know that's like unrealistic to keep all that energy the whole album, but um, I would have preferred it. I guess I like they're not bad tracks. They just don't catch my attention like the other ones. Uh, the first um, track actually, uh, I just want to say I don't really vibe to it. It's really yeah. Louisiana Purchase that catches my attention. So that's kind of a a negative, I'd say, is that the opening track uh, isn't, like, strong enough, in my opinion. I almost feel like if they swapped Louisiana, Louisiana Purchase and speak it into existence, it yeah. would almost sound better. Yeah. Because I didn't really like the... I, mean, I, I like the opener, but it doesn't feel strong... I can kind of agree with that, actually, yeah. And Louisiana Purchase is more about, well, like, you know, more of their vibe, like, yeah, what they kind of... Not really more of their vibe, that's... That's dumb to say. It's more like... It gives off the energy that more of this album has in general, I feel like. Absolutely. It feels like Pulse is at, like, their strongest, yeah. I guess. Would be, yeah. yeah, like... I, like, I feel like... Speak it into existence. It doesn't take itself too seriously, but I feel like compared to Louisiana Purchase, it does. Yeah. And I feel like Louisiana Purchase is just like a better song overall, even though it's it didn't even make my top five. Plus, on Louisiana Purchase, he actually says "Speak it into existence" in the chorus. And yeah, that and they also have like a... the title track, which I like. Yeah. I love how they have like a little Wayne reference in that song too. Okay, we should probably start talking about the other song, the song song. Uh, did Cody, Cody, did you have something to say? Yeah, the only thing I wanted to say, I don't know if you all have listened to Bouquet at all no. recently. I I feel like there's more screaming on this album than really. I I I don't I don't know. It's been a while since I've listened to Bouquet. I really like Bouquet, but I feel like there's more screaming vocals than there are cleans. Yeah. Um, especially compared to Bouquet, which isn't a bad thing at all because I like both the vocalists. I like how they use, you know, dueling vocalists as well. Like, they do it really well. But I was just curious if anybody else felt like there was more screen vocals in, in Queens. Absolutely. The screams drive almost all the songs. See, I want to say it was the almost the opposite on Bouquet. That's but interesting. But it's been so long since I listened to it, I, I couldn't tell you for sure. Uh, huh. I don't That's know. That's I need to go back and check. I yeah I need to listen to that I, I you know I've kind of just discovered pulses so I'm still processing speaking into existence. Okay, is really good too. I like to spend I, a lot of time on one album then move to the next. Like, did they release a new song? They released a cover of "Love Like uh, Woe" yeah I by the Red Ready Set. Hilarious choice. Yeah, I just noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's all I wanted. But yeah, we can get into talking songs. Uh, Louisiana Purchase, like we were saying, me and Cody both picked it as one of our favorites. Um, Is I, there? There's a little Wayne reference in this song, right? I'm not going crazy. He says a Millie, right? I'm sure there's there is. Yeah, I, lo I love of, that. They, I love that so much. They make lots Wayne. of references to memes and. How dare you call Amelia a meme? Amelia is actually a banger of a song. I will not stand for this. To memes <laughs> and <laughs> hip hop and uh, like tons of references to a so whole ass load of stuff. Yeah, it's great. Like I, they're one. Of, that's why I like this band so much because it just feels like pop culture and music. Form. They don't take themselves seriously, and that's yeah. amazing. Like. Let me say, let me phrase that. They don't take themselves like as seriously as other post-hardcore bands, yeah. and 
that is one of my that is a huge praise because so many post art horror bands are like, oh man, we're we're fucking torture artists. And it's like, <laughs> dude, it's shut, it's, <laughs> yeah. and like it works for some people. It works yeah. for static dress, but like there are so many other non you know noticeable bands that act like that yeah. <clears throat> us poker guys and it's just like <laughs> dude why why are we doing this why yeah. you guys gotta do that poker guys doesn't act like that i swear we're not that serious You're vicious yeah you're coming for david's jugular right now yeah i am so <laughs> this is how he really does to be watches this but like no seriously like a lot of bands just take themselves so seriously and it's like dude like I get it, well, life sucks, and it's good to write music about it. But honestly, you know, you can, I gotta you can say, write about, like sports or some shit. I gotta say, I prefer the life sucks uh, lyric style. <laughs> like that's just my sweet spot for lyrics. Uh, yeah, but this yeah, is a refreshing yeah. change of pace. Um, and I yeah, like both. I like yeah. a good mix. Um, I, I actually, I think I enjoy more so like stories being told. For, yeah. For me, honestly. Concepts. Yeah. Um, but Louisiana Purchase, I love that. I don't even know what you call it. The wow, 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 wow. Fucking that would, guitar. That's a wah. That's a wah pedal. So yeah. like, it, it, I'm not gonna explain wah pedals, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a wah pedal he's using, and I think it's used very well here. It like, sounds so cool. <laughs> but you guys want to talk about this? And the speak it and to existence. I like the I like the chorus. I like the build up. It's fun. Uh, this is the mom I can said I can play Xbox song. Correct. Yes, it is. I'm looking at the lyrics right okay, now. Okay, yeah. Um, I love that. There's like a, a ton of console references in the lyrics for some reason. And uh, one of the cool things about this album is that. A, if you go to Genius.com, it's heavily annotated by the band themselves, so you can learn a lot about their thought process for the lyrics. Oh, wait, that's actually cool as fuck. I didn't know that. Yeah. And, um, uh, it, you, reading this, I found out, like, m almost all the members had a hand in writing lyrics and stuff like that. Like, they're all writing oh. lyrics, they're all leading songs, so that's incredibly that's unique. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh... It's awesome, <laughs> and that's why I feel like the album is so, so fun and cool. Is because it's a lot of different people throwing their own ideas into it, and they're just running with it. Um, I do want to say one of the problems I have with the hype party songs is that they all do kind of blend together for me. Like, it's not a bad thing necessarily, but one chorus could be from one song, and another could be from another song and i i couldn't tell you which is which i'm pretty sure most of the time but um i do get them confused occasionally uh that's just like a minor complaint that's more of like my memory is bad and i am an old dumb man i don't know for me a lot of like this is just because i like pay attention mostly to the music but i feel like all the uh party or songs like are different enough for me to like be able to name them just based off of like a random part i don't know i think this album is phenomenally written i do the, like, i'd i'd say I, I can tell the instrumentals better which is weird for me i think those are pretty unique it's just the party lyrics and stuff like if i can't hold on to something emo i guess i just can't remember it 
<laughs> yeah. Um, God, I'm bet you have a fucking copy of American football somewhere in your goddamn house, don't you? I never meant, I never meant for this to happen. Uh, <laughs> Cody, go ahead and give your thoughts on Easy and a Purchase. Um, I really like this song. The only like, and it could just be a me thing because I know you all said that you often like hear the bass and stuff, but for me. The bridge and chorus becomes so incohesive for me. Like, there's so much going on. It almost feels like the mixing's off. I can't, like, like pinpoint anything. Oh, I just remembered um, the bridge is from a Diplo song. Really? That's what the lyrics are from. It's, that is funny. It's absurd. <laughs> I don't even... <laughs> I don't even know That's how that funny. works legally. <laughs> they just... Interesting. I, I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Like the um, it's really spaghetti at the wall with <laughs> them. Um, that, yeah, I don't know. There's 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 so much going on with you know both the vocals. I just it, it almost like it, it's not a mess per se because I I feel like it almost is just a weird mixing issue or it it could just be me not being able to you know single out every single individual person and you know be able to put it all back together and actually hear for what it is. But I like the song besides that. It's the screen verses are great. The outro is super fun, and then I think the music drops off like around three to three thirty. Um, that's it. It sounds really nice. Let's see what it's at that part. Okay. Right. Like, I, don't know, I can't remember. But anyway, okay. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to find it real quick. Um. But yeah, I don't know, it's just that chorus. Almost, I don't, I don't want to say it ruins the song for me, but it, it makes it harder to listen to. It's erratic. It, it's an interesting way to do a chorus. Yeah, I think that's just the thing is like I just my brain can't focus. <laughs> uh, it's ADHD. Must be probably. Um, so, I, all my favorites are actually in a row. So another, let's move on to um. Sometimes Why featuring go ahead Casey say his name Max Bemis Bemis oh wait is this <laughs> Bemis is it Bemis or Bemis I legitimately have no idea Bemis oh okay Max Bemis <laughs> uh, for some reason Casey finds Max Bemis of say anything's name super funny I, I'm I'm sorry. I, I just yeah. It's, it, it's a funny name. <laughs> yeah, it is a funny name. I'm not gonna lie. It's funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, but anyway, <laughs> um, this song is. I'm trying to remember it in my brain because I just have. I like the song brain. a lot. Talk about it then, Casey. I love the riffs in this song, dude. Like, there's a riff, I forget where it's at, but it's like, uh, it's coming up. It's like, dun 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 I love that riff, it's so catchy. And this guy, whoever's singing, is it Max, is it Max Bemis, Bemis, whatever? Um, the, if so, the guest uh, vocal? I don't, oh, uh, yeah, like, different, yes. I, I don't pay attention to I don't know. Like whoever's doing, whoever has that sweet falsetto needs to sing more. I, like just I, in general, I don't know who it is, but if, they need to sing more. If it's not a voice that you hear the entire album, it must be Max Bemis. 
the I'll always <laughs> let this I'll let this fade into always. The, I will be it's honest with you. I I can only like the only few vocalists I can differentiate on this album, which is more of a me problem than anything, are like Sierra and the fucking Screamer. Yeah, I can agree with that. I think the, but yeah, no, the, I, sing, the clean vocalist is pretty iconic. He's, he's good. That's what I was kind of talking about earlier, is that I feel like he's not as like prelevant on this album as he was on Bouquet. Yeah. I need to I need to go back and listen to it, because I feel like I... When I think about this album, I think of the vocalist, I think of just, just the Screamer. Yeah. Just the screen vocals and you know the the singing isn't it's almost feels like it's just kind of supplement i can't think of a lot of songs off hand that where he's the feature and the screen vocals are in the background supplementing you know yeah i i do want to talk about like one thing before you get into it the change-ups in this song like that where the riff like the change up from like the main riff going into like that riff at like 108 where it gets kind of like funky almost i love that and then they do it not they do it again they do that twice in this song they do it again at like 208 and it's the one at 208 reminds me of a fucking sonic track does anybody else hear it like Mm -hmm. it legit reminds me of like a sonic track and like the fact that they managed to do it twice and do it good as fuck both times is so fucking cool. Like, I I don't know. I love those little change-ups and, like, I don't want to say tempo because I don't think, like, tempo really changes. I think just the mood. But if it is tempo, I love the changes. They did it super well. Like, this track's really fucking good. Okay, I'll stop talking now. Okay. I I like the intro with the... I like that it comes in hot. Uh... The chorus is pretty cool with the bike got two speeds. Um, but the the song really catches my attention with that Max Bemis feature. It's It threw me off for a second because I did not look at like the song titles or anything. I was just listening through and I didn't know he, there were any features on the album at all. And then Max Bemis just appears <laughs> and he's being awesome. And I really like that uh that part of the song and how he fits into it and how he how they can just make his voice blend in and sound awesome uh when his voice is i in my opinion quite a bit different from both of theirs um yeah i mostly this is mostly my favorite for that max bemis feature uh cody you can talk about it I kind of touched on everything I wanted to say already on it. It's one of the tracks. This one for me kind of felt like one of the weaker ones. For me, like the album, like I, I like Louisiana Purchase, but it doesn't really pick up for me until we get to track four. Like four through, actually, yeah, four through nine is when, like, probably the section of the album I like the most. Like, I don't, you don't have to get mad about it, okay? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, honestly, for me, I think it's the same, just started at th- three i don't know i love the change up in that song dude it's so good to I me i like that yeah the tempo change there is nice if, if, if that's what we're gonna call it um but it's just one of those ones that just kind of doesn't stick out I, I think it suffers because it comes right before exists warp breaks and i really like that that song it, i think it has a misfortune being like sort of misplaced um because we just came off louisiana purchase then we get into this one and then we go right back into like you know a really hype song 
Yeah, let's just get uh, into Exist Before It Breaks. Yeah. Because that's the last song on my favorites. It is super hype. It's probably the yeah. hypest song on the album. Uh, I like the beginning with the, it's Rush Hour, it's Rush Hour, big heart power. Yeah. Super fun. <laughs> and then my declaration and the chorus, uh, chase the bag, watch yourself. I, <laughs> I love all of it. And then the y'all are acting out of pocket. It's just super, super fun. I low key feel like. Oh my gosh. I low feel like they called me out with the white ox line. <laughs> like, like, I don't know, man. Like, you ain't pimping. I yeah, I guess not. This is what I get for only owning white socks. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the. Uh, you got the Hot Topic exclusive album. Yeah. <laughs> got a Hot Topic band t shirt from 08, bro. <laughs> and, the, and the clap, 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 Shikari. Yeah. Like this, <laughs> this was just awesome. Yeah, it's a yeah super like. If if I was, you know, I've kind of talked about this before, but I was going to show somebody pulses. This would probably be the song. My my biggest like thing I love about the song is the horns. I, yeah, I, I yeah. love the horns. Like the horns and the sax sound so fucking good on this track. Oh, and oh. it like. This is good. It's good. It's super sick. Also, I'm That's a fucking idiot. The out-of-pocket was from Louisiana Purchase. Like I said, I keep confusing. These two especially, Louisiana Purchase and Exist War Breaks, I've confused the lyrics on which is which several times. Um, <laughs> but Exist War Breaks is still fucking a banger. Uh, yeah, those horns are really... They add a lot by doing not that much. And I, yeah. The, it, the song would be worse without them, for sure. <laughs> uh, I would love to see this live. Yeah. Oh, I'd I, love to see this band live in general, yeah, dude. Yeah. It'd be sick. Yeah. Don Broco, yeah. get that shit out of here. It's all about pulses. I definitely watch Don Broco and pulses. Yeah, I would love to see these guys live. I, I agree with that. Like, there's a, there's a, some bands where I'm like, yeah, if I see them live, cool. And if I don't, eh, I'm not worried about it. I still like their music. But these guys, like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, have you said your piece on Exist War Break, Cody? Uh, I kind of chimed in with what I was going to say. I, yeah, I love the, you know, Chase the Bag Watch Yourself. The intro with, like, just almost sounds like pots and pans being hit. Sounds fucking <laughs> great. I, I love that shit. It's it's so good. Um, yeah, it's a super fun song. I, I'm i surprised I didn't choose this one when we were going through... Maybe somebody already picked it. Maybe it was you, Jake. I don't know. Honestly, my only issue with the song is, and it's a really minor issue, is I don't like that guitar riff in the in the beginning. The whole, like, I don't like that at all. I like that. It's the only part of the song I don't like. Like, I feel like they did a beat. I feel like if they did, like, a fucking bass line there, this song would be, like, top one for me. But as it is, you know. Top one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Casey, it's your turn to talk about Mount Midoriyama. Mount Midoriyama slaps. I love those whispered vocals in the beginning so much. And, like, I, this... The instrumentals are really fucking fun on this track, and the bass line is good as fuck. Like, okay, I can only say good things about the song. It's like my second or third favorite. Yeah. And like, and like, uh, we have a we have a 
person revisiting the podcast. Sierra's on this track yeah, from, from fucking <laughs> with sales ahead. Yep. She, she sounds fantastic on this track, dude. I love her part. Yeah. Like, it's so good. This entire track is just good as fuck. The riffs are good. The bass sounds phenomenal. Like, this dude's going off on this track. Cody, if you can't hear the bass on this track, you're missing. I was gonna say. I was like, I can finally hear the bass. Yeah, I was gonna say, if you can't hear it on this track, you're missing so much. This one in Rebel, I was like, oh my god, the bass, I can hear it. It Yeah. This bassist is so fucking good. Who is he? I, I'm and, not sure. Yeah, I can just look I, it up on Bandcamp later. Who the band members are, honestly. Everywhere yeah. I look, it's like, it's this person, this person, and it's not. I'm like, who is Pulses? Yeah, there's so many, they all wear so many hats. Like, I think almost every person in the band does vocals at one point. Uh, David Crane is their bassist. David okay. Crane is a fucking phenomenal bassist. Yeah, and their screamer is Danny, and the clean singer usually is Caleb. Yeah, Danny is also phenomenal. I love the way he sounds on like almost all of the tracks. But yeah, no, Sierra sounds fantastic. Uh, did you say his name was David Train? Yeah. David Train sounds phenomenal. Uh, the yeah. tr- the claps at the end of this track are well deserved. It's good as fuck. It's it's got like this TV theme, which is interesting. Um, yeah, Sierra's part really. It almost feels like. I don't know why it like reminds me of like classic post hardcore in a way like it shouldn't but it does and it sounds really cool in contrast with the rest of the song. I can get behind that actually like you just reminded me of uh, some old protest the hero when they have their uh, guest vocalist I don't know her name. She oh yeah yeah I know who you're talking about. Yeah I... actually yeah it kind of just reminded me of that. It does actually, yeah. And yeah. It's just like a small little part where they they pop up and it's like, damn, this sounds good. <laughs> and then she's gone for the rest of the album. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I'm out. See ya. But it sounds good as fuck, so who cares? Yeah. And then she, <laughs> there's a part where she's like, ah, I like that. <laughs> where she sings her part and she's like, ah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the song is pretty hype. I, I do like the as seen on TV stuff. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why, but the whispered vocals, like, in the beginning, really, they actually got me to pay attention to vocals. You know how hard that is to do to me? Like, I don't fucking give a fuck about vocals most of the time, but, like, <laughs> on this one, it's like, damn, that's, I don't hear that often in post oratory. You have my full, undivided attention. <laughs> um, yeah, it's sick. Let's see, sorry, I... Uh, someone messaged me and said Dog Fashion Disco's guitarist was their physic teacher in high school. So, <laughs> that's a little meme from last episode. With our dog hey, fashion. let's invite them on. Let's cool. let's invite that person on the podcast. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, sorry, trying to fit good vibes only, which would be Casey again. Okay, so. Uh, this might catch me a little bit of flack from you guys, but you know how, like, we all like Exist Warp Breaks and it's a fun party song? Yeah. Yeah. I think this song is better as a party song. I think that's arguable. I I love the way the guitars come in from, like, that fade in into the full riff. And that full riff is fucking dope as fuck. Like, I... 
Listen, pulses. Don't don't like sick wires on me, but I'm probably gonna rip it off a little bit. No lie. I love the way the guitars like play with each other, and the bass. I, like David Train is phenomenal. Like it's so. This song is super groovy, and I love the fucking keep it simple riff so much, and like the who you guessed it riff. Like, this entire song, to me, is just a master class of groove. Yeah. And I, my one my one complaint, which, now that I think about it, it's kind of ironic, is, like, the whole Zuckerberg watching breakdown, I wish it went somewhere instead of just going back into the keep it simple chorus. Yeah, I don't... Because, you know, that's keeping it simple, you know? But, like, at the same time, I wish they went somewhere else with it. But otherwise, I love this song. It's groovy as fuck. It's fantastic, phenomenal. Other words that have a fuh at the beginning, but are good. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. That, that Zuckerberg that. part, uh, I'm not sure I really vibe to it. <laughs> I I hella vibe with it. It's interesting. It's a cool change-up, but I, I don't really like the whispered-type stuff. Um, I do like the hook from Danny with the who you guessed it come back around get to stepping. It's really, it's really awesome. Yeah, his hook is nice, dude. Like that, that probably makes the song for me is his part. Every time he has something like catchy like that, it immediately adds like an extra point to the song for me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really good. I like that part. Um, the the chorus, I don't know. It it just doesn't. This song is enjoyable for me. Like I always have a good time listening, but it it doesn't carry the same energy for me that Exist Warp Break does. Uh, I I don't know. It's I can't explain like it. Like, I mean, I, I can't not listen to this song and not like almost move my body. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Like with Warp Breaks, I kind of move my body, but it just really starts whenever it hits the chorus for that song, or whenever the horns come in. But this song, it's like immediate for me. And listen, I love slap bass. So the fact <laughs> that they put in slap bass during the bridge, it's like, mm, give me more, yeah. give more, more, please, please, pulses. May I have some more? Yeah, I'll fucking ask them for more slap bass at their next uh, not live show. I'll just ask them on Twitter. Fuck it. Where's their Twitter at? I'll just DM them. They're they're pretty active on it. Um, I'm actually not gonna do that. <laughs> but they'll hear it. <laughs> um, we should talk about don't say anything. Just retweet. I really like this song. It's oh. a fucking good song. Yeah. 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 Oh, I, like we've already said it, but like from like. Pretty much everyone can agree. Four to nine. Fantastic. Highlights of the album. Mm -hmm, right? Yeah. yeah, I agree. Uh, Cody, it's your favorite pick, so you go ahead and talk about it. The fucking record scratch is so fucking cool. The one that, that, that pops in around like 30 seconds. Oh my god. Like it's I, I don't know if I've ever heard anything like that in a post-hardcore song. So it was just unique to me off the bat. And I was like, holy shit, that sounds cool. Give me more of that. Um, I know we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. Again, no, no, like, 
I don't like making comparisons like this, but a lot of the riffs in this song remind me of Happiness, like like the album from yeah. DGD. Um, I'd say if they pulled anything from DGD, Happiness would be the biggest influence. Yes, because Happiness, despite the tone and lyrics to that album, is a very bright album. Yeah. And um, I think it's just it's easy to make a comparison here because this also sounds just bright and happy. Um. I love how the song is a giant self-promotional, and I, I mean that in a good <laughs> way. I, I love the part where, let's see, they start going, like, it's like spoken word almost. Yeah. Uh, it's like, first make a screenshot of this track on your phone, take that pic and upload it to your social media. I love that shit. Like, what a interesting way to try to reach out to more people. <laughs> you know, they're not just, like, posting all their music everywhere. They're not just, like, doing what everybody else does. They put it in a song. And was like, here you go, give us you know more exposure, and here's here's a music track for it. Yeah, Casey, I've never heard a band do that before. You haven't? Callous Cowboys. Oh yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Everything <laughs> leads back to Callous Cowboys. Yeah, it really does. Um, um, Streamed also, on Mars. Any song that has a saxophone in it automatically gets like a five out of five for me. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like the head, face, shoulders, knees, and toeses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fed my homies cake from Hostess. That, this song makes me want me. a fucking Hostess cake, dude, and I hate Hostess. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I like it a this, lot. <laughs> this track, this track's good as fuck. I love how it brings a certain aggression that I didn't know I wanted from this band, while still keeping it, like, you know, almost lighthearted in a sense. Yeah. And this is the best Danny sounds, in my opinion. Like, yeah, it, I agree with that. Like, it's so good. And, like, for me, like, the entire track's good, but I really get interested around, like, 203, where the guitar and drums, they, like, sound so tight together. It sounds fucking amazing. And then... <laughs> then the sax solo comes in? Yes. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Like, I... The first time I heard it, I was like... What the fuck? When did where did this come from? But it's so smooth. Like this sax player is fucking amazing. I think his name's Will. I'm on their fucking band camp right now. I think that his name's Will. Sh How the fuck do you say that name? Shod Shade. I I'm so sorry if I mispronounced his name. It's it's really not him being ignorant. He's just he cannot speak and or read. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I I'm pretty sure me going to Korea has made me forget how to speak English and Korean. Funnily enough, <laughs> but yeah, no fucking a sax solo at the end is so good. Like. Seriously, you get this guy on more tracks. I want to hear him in, like, everything now. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, you know, <laughs> put him on, like, you know, they make another 12-song album, put him on, like, three or four songs. You know, Please! To hit that sweet spot, you know? <laughs> Please, like, he's so good. It was so, like, I just wasn't ready for it. It came out of nowhere. I was like, oh, shit, five <laughs> out of five. Yeah, dude, that's exactly how I felt. Like, I was like, this track's pretty good so far. I'm really digging it. And then the sax all hit, and I'm like, this is the, this is fucking great. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, we're on to our last fave pick, actually. The heaviest song in the album, by far. And of course, it's my favorite. Yeah, Rebel the Mightiest Cat. 
Uh, both you, Casey, and Cody picked um, it for your favorite, so I guess... Casey, you've already talked twice, so I guess it's up to Cody to carry this torch. That's fair, yeah. I feel like I'm getting ready to say what Casey might agree with, but this song is very Fall of Troy heavy. Yee! <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, you could have almost fooled me into thinking this was Fall of Troy until the vocals kick in. Like, it was... I, I was so taken aback by, like, just how the... Because like, it sounds different from everything else. And, um... I love. That doesn't sound right. I identify with these lyrics because they're very upsetting. And yeah. having a twenty-year-old cat that I thought is going to fucking die like for the last decade is stressful as shit. Yeah. So I really feel for for as, as Danny. Yeah. This, Danny really wrote the song. I like really feel for him on a personal level, having an old man cat, and then like also like losing a, another cat about. 10 years ago i'd say yeah and it uh it says on the genius that danny wrote wrote the first two sections on bass and had guitar written for the breakdown so you can kind of see how how much each and every member kind of invests themselves into these songs like they're wearing many hats it's it's really kind of cool it's a very aggressive song, and the, and the bass sounds like this is the other song where I was like, "Damn, this bass sounds great!" Holy shit! Um, I, I I'm gonna go through the album again and see if I can pinpoint more bass parts. May, it, it might just be me, but I was like, "Holy shit!" Now that I hear this guy, I was like, "These sounds fucking great." Yeah. But uh, it's such a heavy song. It's such a like Fall of Troy vibe to it that it, it was like as soon as it started out, I was like, "Damn, this is right up my alleyway." This is like almost off like doppelganger shit <laughs> yeah I, I pretty much you said everything i wanted to say like i love the super noodly aggressive riff yeah i, I love this song and like danny sounds fantastic on it and can we talk about the bass breaks on this like the bass breaks yeah. are phenomenal that first yeah. bass break i was like oh shit dude that's great <laughs> like i i love this like i've had cats they some of them have passed away this way and it kind of hits at home same yeah. for me like this track is this track is like the one i connect with the most because i have cats and i'm not a big party person sorry pulses and also <laughs> because i love the instrumentals yeah and the breakdown is so good too like this entire song is good and it's all in a nice less than three minute package it's perfect yeah. yeah i agree it's it's you can really feel the emotion in danny's voice and then everybody's playing like they're fucking hardest you know, it's one of those tracks that, for once, I can say doesn't feel like a party happy vibe to it. It feels like, you know, it, it matches the lyrics of the song. It's pure aggression because he's even like, what does he say? Fuck the cars or something like yeah, that. Yeah, to hell with the car to at the, the end. To hell with the car, yeah. It, like, it's, those lyrics are the embodiment of the song. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely super aggressive and it's a yeah. side that I like very much. Um, yeah, I agree. It clearly takes a lot for them to de- dig into more aggressive stuff like you know the death of their beloved pet is the only thing that seems to get them to be a little heavier which is fine you know they're not that type of band but it's yeah. really cool to see them switch into this and then do it so well to make you feel like mm, can you do this some more please <laughs> like uh yeah the lyrics are go hard as fuck 
Um, Caleb barely sings on it. It's mostly Danny. Yeah, it's it's a heavily Danny song. Yeah, the you know, like, like at the end, the to hell with the car. That shit goes hard. Um, yeah, that yeah. was that's probably like the harshest. I feel like we've heard him. Yeah. Yet on the song. And then the rip, and then the song's over. <laughs> but yeah, uh. Punk feel to it almost. Yeah. Yeah, just because of how like fast paced it is. So we've talked about all our favorite songs. We've sung the praises of Speak Into Existence by Pulses. Uh, I, I'm gonna just say we all love it, right? Like we all think it's, it's great. Eight out of ten for me. Yeah, eight out of ten. Like, 8 out of 10, it's good as fuck. Yeah. If it wasn't for those last three songs, legit, it would be, like, probably a 10 out of 10 for me. But I'd say 8.5 out of 10, probably. Like, I don't know. I <laughs> just rate things high. Yeah. I would definitely check out Bouquet. Bouquet's really good, too. Yeah. Just, just we'll listen to, to Pulses. Give them your fucking money. Yeah. Like, just give Pulses your money. They deserve it. This shit's good as fuck, man. I'm excited to see what they do next. Yeah, because it's gonna be good. You know it's gonna be good. Oh, yeah. These guys are great. Yeah, they're working on LP three. So, oh, sick. They were asking on uh, on Instagram who should feature on LP three, and I who'd you say? <laughs> Fred Durst, and they, he just said no. LOL. <laughs> I think that was the best decision they've made. <laughs> wow. So. Uh, this is Limp Bizkit Erasure, and I don't like it. Uh, I do, because they shouldn't have existed. Fair. <laughs> uh, okay, let's plug our stuff, Casey. Uh, Alright, I'm Casey. You can find me on Twitter at LonesomeLamp. I don't really do anything related to music. I just say dumb shit on there. And you can find my band, yeah. Poltergeist, at uh, Instagram, because we still don't have a Twitter yet. <laughs> David! Uh, <laughs> Cody. Uh, I am Swolzies on Twitter and Twitch. I'm not going to spell that for you, sorry. Yeah. Um, you can check me out. I tweet a lot, probably too much. And then I uh, stream a lot, probably also too much, except for like the past week. Sorry, sorry, friends. Um, yeah. Uh, sick. Um, yeah. Kofi. Donate, <laughs> please. Um, uh yeah, he's getting tired of hearing my crackly, crickly mic. Yeah, if you donate, we'll, we're trying to get to a $30 goal to buy Casey a new microphone. Um, and and if you donate, we'll read a message at the beginning of the podcast. Anyway, yeah, you, listen, even if you get me the microphone, I'm going to use this thing I'll just to you. piss you I'll off. I'll kill you. You'll, you're done. Well, a part of my master yeah, plan. Okay. Like a trademark. <laughs> we have to use it now. It, yeah, it's it's what gives me my charm. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I hate it. <laughs> because it, it's certainly not my sense of humor. <laughs> okay. Uh, bye, everyone. Bye, bye. This is a surprise. Bye.